Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod. With the transfer window officially closed in the NBA, we look at the big winners and losers from the trade period. And it's not just players moving around this trade season, with the Lakers changing their front office. We'll be discussing those changes and more. Post All-Star break, and we'll be looking at who's leading the way in all the awards sections. And as always, we'll be ending with a DBS of some of the All-Star point guards. So shut up. Sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Hello, hello, all you beautiful people across Australia and indeed across the world. My name is Nick Busink at JBT Real NJ, and thank you so much for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You are listening to episode 1.19 on this Saturday, the 25th of February. And with me today, we have the J-Man J-Pod. How are we, mate? Yeah, quite swell, Nicholas, to steal one of your words that you used in your lovely Valentine's Swell is a swell word. It's swell as fuck, mate. It is swell as fuck. (laughs) What have you been up to uh, this week, mate? Uh, Back at work, mate, which has been fun. Um, I'm not, I'm sure you know this, and I know your brother does especially. Um, I actually got suggestions from some of my students this week about what nail polish to wear because I wear nail varnish, as they like to call it over here. It's polish, yeah. It is, is it nail varnish? polish, yeah. It's just, Brits are crazy, mate. Yeah, they're crazy. Fuck, they're crazy mate. people. Um, but they're they're suggesting a green for me, Nicholas. Do you think green would look good on my nails? Yeah, not bad. I, on on men, I generally prefer the straight black. So <laughs> anything anything I away have... from that is kind of yeah. I did black and white for the nets when I was at home, but that's sort of faded now, and it's looking a bit dingy. So I might get back into it. What about you, mate? What have you been up to? Well, it's been a busy week for me. Um, we'll gloss over this one because I don't want to spend too much time chatting to you guys. Um, one, I am a billion times back on Pokemon Go. It is hooked me again with the new Pokemon. So that uh, yeah, is going to consume, consume the rest of my life until I get bored. And then they'll release new Pokemon and this vicious cycle will happen again. But yeah, um, just been loving, loving the new Pokemon, like that feeling as well. Like it's like, Oh, I don't have that one. Don't have that one. Need to catch as many as those to, to evolve it. It's just got that sort of that that feeling again that it had at the start. Yeah. Um, a kid yeah, literally speaking of a, a kid was literally like to me today. He's like, "Sir, do you play Pokemon?" I'm like, "Nah, but my friends do it at home." And he's like, "There's a Vaporeon behind the school," and I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll let my mate know in Australia <laughs> to come over to London and catch a Vaporeon or whatever." Please, um, Vaporeon. I had that one of those months ago. Okay. What a well, basic kid. He's a basic bitch. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the basic bitches of the world. Um, how's the Europe planning going, mate? You'll be heading to my way soon enough. Yeah, um, I've been I've been working on a little bit of a spreadsheet to try and manage my money a little bit. Uh, and I haven't told you this story, uh, or maybe I have. I've been telling a lot of people. Um, 
but I'd want to try and save it fresh for the pod. Um, I've been, you know, accruing a certain amount of hours a week. So I've been averaging my hours, um, averaging the amount of money I've gotten this week. And I, I tried to think of as many expenses as I've got coming up to this, uh, coming up this week. I, I've, I've got a very comprehensive spreadsheet. I might screenshot and put it on the pod on the page. Like just it. to just to give you guys an insight of what I'm doing, um, but essentially, my calculations came down to I need to somehow save three hundred and fifty dollars a week when I'm earning two hundred and fifty dollars a week. <laughs> so Luke, you see the problem. Luke, you might uh, have to become a male prostitute, my friend. And then that's without expenses. If I manage to earn an extra thousand dollars a week on top of sorry, a thousand dollars total. Of what I've um what I've currently got, so if I get an extra thousand dollars total, I'll just make the trip, yeah. I'll I'll have enough, but you my have... spending money will have to be forty five cents a week. <laughs> <laughs> so right, that might be a little bit of a stretch, mate. That can get you an apple. Not even, mate. Apples an... cost me fifty cents. No, well, okay. Over here, it depends on the apple. Um, yeah, but, but I'm, know, not, I'm not going with anything anything less than Pink Lady. Yeah, I was about to say just Pink Lady's up. Anything Lady. less than Pink Lady, and just you know, ju- just jump, mate. Just just jump. What about a what about a Granny Smith? You might nah, even have nah, to. Uh, green apples uh, are the, uh, uh, the devil's worship apples. Ah, well, you might have to start spreading your sheets and get some Granny Smiths in there because you're going to need some cash, mate. Yeah, so it's not looking good. Um, we do accept uh, donations. Uh, yeah, hashtag help me. Jump on board. Uh, let's crowd. Let's get a crowdfunding going for you, Nick. Yeah, we'll start a Patreon. We'll start a Patreon so you you can like fund or fund my trip or fund my what is it like fund, what, fund me or whatever the site's called. You can make your own. Uh, yeah, fund of, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it done. See, see how many generous people there are out there. <laughs> There I'm willing to bet zero dollars. I will say probably negative. Like it'll probably cost you to like. It'll open cost up me the, money to open up the uh, account. <laughs> exactly. Um, good stuff, mate. Uh, well, if I had some money, mate, um, I'd send it over. But you know, you've always got a couch to sleep on if you ever, whenever you come over to London. That's very generous of you, mate. But with that, we will start here with the pod. Uh, we'll start off with some general news, and as all of you may know, it has been a very very busy week even with only two games or sorry two match days played it has been an extremely busy week uh in the nba world we'll kick off here with our first bit of news the lakers have fired general manager mitch kupcher is that right jack kupcher kupcher yep, yep, yeah yep. uh and head of basketball operations jim bus and head of public relations john black uh, with Magic Johnson being promoted into Jim Buster's spot at the head of basketball operations. And um, Lakers have also signed uh, Kobe's manager, Rob Palinka, as their new GM by the LA Times. Uh, Jack, first of all, uh, what do you think of these new changes to the front office? Uh, there's a part of me that really likes it and there's a part of me that's still somewhat hesitant about it um the thing i do like is the firing of jim bus um genie basically is running the show now um for those that don't know the bus family have 
basically run the Los Angeles Lakers. And Genie and Magic have had a close relationship since his playing days. Um, so I like that Genie's taken some, some control, hashtag feminism. Um, but uh, the firing of Jim Buss is a good thing. I didn't really, I didn't understand the firing of John Black as the uh, head of PR because he's been a long servant there. But um, they're, they're transforming that organization, I guess. Um, the one thing I will remain hesitant about is one, Rob Palenka and two, Magic Johnson, because both of them are highly inexperienced. Um, they have knowledge of basketball. Um, Rob Palenka, as a, for, as a former agent who has to now divest all of his um, clients, including people like James Harden um, and a heap of other superstars. Um, so obviously he's got that respect within the league, but you know the general manager of a of an actual basketball team is a lot different than being an agent. And the same with Magic. The head of basketball operations is a lot different than being, like, you know, a, an advisor to a team. Um, they made some nice moves in the trade deadline, uh, albeit some small ones. So they're already hitting the track. But I think this was a move partly due to the fact that um, they couldn't really get those stars. And I think... Upon seeing DeMarcus go, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, Zach Lowe and Woj and stuff. Upon seeing DeMarcus Cousins go to New Orleans for what he did, um, Jeannie and and the Bus family seemed very, apart from Jim, obviously, seemed very frustrated with the fact that, okay, well, if the Pelicans could get him, we're the Lakers. What has happened to our um, our cachet of being, you know, the LA team? And already there's rumors about uh, Paul George even possibly heading there in free agency next year. Mm. So uh, the Magic Johnson train is up and running. It's a very positive move they've been making so far, Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, like I I find it super weird. I mean, how would that go down on a on a family dinner that you know you you got fired by <laughs> your own sister? <laughs> That would um, that would really suck. Um, he's still a part owner, so we'll always have that sort of influence. We, we won't have a massive influence in the club, obviously, being, not being the GM anymore. But he's still part of that Lakers family, so I think it might yeah, have been yeah. easier for Genie to let go of someone like his brother. It's just like, listen, uh, we're just trying to make some changes around here. Um, I agree with you in the fact that Magic Johnson is severely uh, inexperienced and. When it comes to you know head of basketball operations, he's going to be, you know, on the vanguard of a lot of these big trades. Uh, LA being a very high-profile team, he's got to lead this organization into, you know, well, out of the shadows, I guess. Um, whether he can do that, um, being so inexperienced or not, mm, yet to be seen. He's a great personality. Players love him, so he's going to have that attraction to him. Uh, but I think he might get swindled a bit in terms of uh, trades, uh, which I believe he already has. Um, but we'll get onto the trades uh, a little bit later. But I like the Rob Palinka as GM. Um, he's got a lot of experience dealing with NBA GMs uh, in the past, yeah. coaches. He's dealt a lot with um, NBA front offices. So... Yes, he is inexperienced in that role, but I still believe he is suitable for the role because of all his yep. experience with NBA front offices. I feel that he could still effectively run one. You know, everyone's got to start yep. out somewhere at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I, I was reading an article um, by Mark Spears on The Undefeated about the fact that um, a lot of uh, black assistant GMs and um, 
administration people in the NBA uh, seemed a bit put off by Magic's hiring of Rob Palenka. And there was some merit to it in the fact that um, Rob's come basically as an agent, as Kobe's mate, to being a, the GM of the organization in the NBA. Mm, yeah. Whereas a lot of assistant GMs at Orlando, uh, OKC, uh, have been plugging away and they just didn't even get an interview. Mm. Um, I guess they're going in the same route as Golden State did with Bob Myers. Um, whether they, uh, Rob and the Lakers can have the same success as the Warriors, it remains to be seen. But um, if they can get uh, Paul George in the 2018 free agency, Nicholas, then they're certainly on the right track. And that uh, kicks off our other news, is that the in terms of the Lakers, there are strong indications coming out, and it's coming out from Paul George himself, uh, that he'll be heading to the Lakers following his impending free agency in 2018. So basically what the news is here that he has a uh, very disenfranchised with the Indiana Pacers right now and how the whole uh, trade deadline was going. He felt was left out in the dark, and you can read about this. He has quoted, been quoted as saying this, and he felt like there was a dark cloud over it. Um, I'm pretty sure he used those words. Um, and he is known uh, to be a strong advocate and strong fan of the Lakers, being a California boy himself, um, who wouldn't want to be the face of... Uh, the biggest organization in world sport, you could say. Um, but, um, and if that was off, both players could almost benefit from it. Like, listen to the drop on the way home um, today. They were saying if the Lakers were to, say, finish bottom of their conference, get a top two, top three pick um, going into the 2018 draft, they'd trade that for Paul George, maybe, you know, a, a Rodney Stuckey, a Monte Ellis. And then... Uh, the Pacers get that pick as well. I think it works out for both teams because Indiana aren't ever going to be your high-profile sort of team unless the Pacers can somehow form this uh, superstar team around Paul George. I mean, they've got Miles Turner, but you know Jeff Teague hasn't really done much. Monte Ellis hasn't really done much. Um, I think it's very likely that Paul George could be going to the LA Lakers. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I mean, if this if he doesn't enjoy what he's doing in, in Indiana, um, it's you know could be very lucrative for the Lakers. Uh, obviously, uh, great rapport there with um, Magic Johnson and generally the whole league. <laughs> I mean, he's just that yep. sort of he's got that sort of magnetic personality, and I mean, they play they 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 know what he's about. An ex player, um, they can relate to him, and you know, at the end of the day, you want to like who you're working for. Uh, as same in NBA as it is for any other job. So I feel Paul George, there's a lot of pull there for Paul George. Um, it would be a real shame if they lost him in free agency. Um, to not do anything with him. I mean, they still can. They can still trade him off. And I, I, that has to be the best best way to go. I mean, yeah. Indiana tried, like you said, Indiana tried putting pieces around him. Um they're not bad. They started really poorly. Uh, I think they're about seventh in the uh, conference at the moment. I think uh, they're sixth, just about the Bulls. Yeah, they, they, they are. They are sixth. Uh, oh, just over 500. Uh, if they can continue this run of form, then maybe they can convince Paul George. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, give me you know, two more years. Um, depends if they've got – I don't really know their um, pick situation at the moment, uh, if they've traded some decent ones. Uh, but they need to get some young blood around, if not their own young blood that they draft, or pick up some other players because, like you said, they're 
starting in right now, isn't doing enough for Paul George to stay because he is, yeah. he is a superstar. And yeah. the things he could do at a different team would be amazing. I mean, it could could turn out that the Lakers get him with D'Lo and um, if Ingram starts firing some young blood there, I mean, they, they could be very, very devastating. And he's from California yeah, as well. So yeah. he's got that pull. Definitely. So yeah, it could, it could definitely happen. All right, we'll move away from a little bit of trade news um, with some alternative trade news, I guess. Um, it's news happening during the trade that isn't about the trade news at all. Uh, so the NBA players have been taking to Twitter to sort of troll the rest of the world, I guess, um, with their emoji game. So, Jack, do you want to give us some more detail on this one? Rightio. It all kicked off uh, with Isaiah Thomas uh, tweeting out the crazy eye emoji. And everyone was like, okay, what's happening? Is something happening with Austin Celtics? Are they going to trade someone? Are they going to get Paul George? Are they going to be trading Isaiah Thomas? What's going on here? Um, and Jay Crowder responded with just like some, the sunglasses face, the winky face. And Dre Drummond retweeted and did the same thing. Jared Salinger tweeted out the eyes and the peace emoji. Then Isaiah Thomas the following day on Wednesday tweeted out the hourglass saying, sending the internet into another frenzy, 25,000 likes, 15,000 retweets. Everyone was thinking, okay, well, it's time running down. The fact that they're going to get a uh, sign a big player in free agency, Jimmy Butler, is it going to be Paul George again? Um, in response to that, Andre Drummond tweeted out an alien emoji for some reason. Uh, CJ McCollum tweeted out a cup of tea emoji. I think that was the best one. I like the the whole cup of tea. It's just like, yeah, I'll, it's just I'll like, be waiting here. Yeah, you're just... si- sipping your tea, just watching it all unfold, watching it's Twitter explode. Yeah, it's the Kermit the Frog thing. I'll just yeah, wait here yeah. and watch the call implode. And then uh, some, since the cryptic emojis were taking over NBA Twitter, SB Nation joined in on the fun and got some people to join in and send out some of their favorites. Um, people were sending out the directional, um, this person sent out a directional up, down, 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 plus, minus, A, B, start. So it was like a tweet, sort of a, a cheat code emoji. Um, someone sent out a traffic light emoji. Uh, another person sent out pants. Uh, I respect pants. I mean, you don't like pants, Nick? I, I have some <laughs> strong opinions on pants. I love pants. I hate shorts. Uh, I am wearing no, shorts right now, so, but no, nonetheless. Anyway, go uh, I guess I guess this brings us to Nick. If you were to um, send out an emoji uh, to troll the the hell out of your twenty followers, what would it be, mate? I like the hourglass emoji, or maybe the it's like uh, a clock. Just be like, um, you know, time's wasting on this trade. Like, if I was in a trade circumstance, it would just be like, time's wasting. You might want to do something now. Am I going? Am I staying? And it's just it's like it would create so much. Oh. <laughs> Chaos, and it did. It was brilliant. I love it. I, I really, I, I really emojis. like that one. Like my favorite emojis. It was beautiful. Are just like um, you know, the, the fist bump, uh, keep it one hundred, the fire, you know, your general stuff. Fire. But none of those that actually cause uh, controversy. But the, the no, the, the watch, the eyes, the watch this space. That was yeah. um, yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I like that one. 
It's it stirred, well, the, even stirred the, the pot a little um, bit. The, the, the thinking face where it's got the um, emoji where he's got the oh the yeah, the hand to chin. the chin. Yeah, that's that's the good. Hand to the chin. I think that one wouldn't be too bad because yeah. I know that's been that because I know a lot of people responded to Isaiah's res- tweet tweet with that tweet. They're like, "What's going on here?" Mm. Um, but we could speak. We should have done DBS on on emojis. Maybe next week. Um, <laughs> and you know, shout out to the to the emoji movie coming out. Um, I think next year Patrick Stewart's going to be playing like the poo emoji. I heard. Oh no! Um, but that's for another day. I'm sure that will be an amazing film, Oscar worthy. Um, but speaking of Twitter news, there was a, a massive war between um, Shaq and JaVale McGee, which erupted following a TNT promo um, promoted earlier in the week where Shaq went in on JaVale yet again uh, in Shaqton form. And JaVale seems to have had enough of this, Nicholas. Um, do you want to give us some more news about this? There was a uh, Twitter war to say the least. And then even KD got in on it and Steve Kerr made some comments. Um, give us some more info about this, mate, because this was Twitter was, uh, was going off. Well, Jack, this story has, like you said, it's, 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 it's blown up a little bit on Twitter. Uh, essentially, the Warriors are not happy with um, Shaq doing a fool and how well, Shaq in general in the segment uh, and their coverage on JaVal McGee. And JaVal McGee is obviously not happy uh, either uh, because every single time it seems to feature something JaVal McGee has done. Um, and it started with oh I don't, I, do I have the do I have the tweets up here as it started, yeah that's right here I've we got them go. yeah now I've got I've got them here, um, Javale McGee has essentially stood up for himself um, when he got I guess slated again on um, on Shaq and a fool he's like at Shaq get my get my peanuts out of your mouth the peanut yep. emoji get your peanuts out of your mouth and eat a dick e a d hashtag that is all it's just like whoa strong words there from from javel oh to which uh shack responded uh at javel mcgee uh don't be acting like you all g i'll smack the shit out of your bum ass you the one that be looking stupid with your dumb ass hashtag bum ass <laughs> oh. and then javel <laughs> and then javel Oh, we threatening people now? Kick rocks, you old bastard. <laughs> you ain't gonna do shit. That and that's on my mama. Stick to cooning. <laughs> Far out. It's so bad. So like it severely escalated. Um And does he does he have the right to to do this? I guess, you know, freedom of speech, you know, I'm empowered, whatever whatever. Um but, like, seriously, Shaq can do whatever the frick he wants on this TV show of his. Then, At the I end of the agree. day, if there are highlights that... Um, if, if there are highlights that show him being bad, then that's, that's going to make Shaq a fool. That's going to make it. it. I know, but it seems that Shaq goes after JaVale more than anyone else. And even Steve Kerr said, and I'll, I'll quote him in saying this, he was saying how he had this impression of him um, that he was worse than he actually is. Um, and he, this is via the Mercury News. You think about JaVale's career where you're in this position where someone on national TV is making fun of you night after night. It's not the greatest thing for your reputation. I can tell you that I had a preconceived notion of De- JaVale before I got here 
and that turned out to be false. A lot of what is going on with Shaq to the full, it's unfortunate. It's kind of the way the whole thing has played out. So he's right um, that it's tainting his image as this bumbling fool. And yes, he is. He's tragic bronze and all this stuff. But um, I like that Steve Kerr is seeking out with him and then KD did as well. Um, the the Warriors organization have every right to, to stick up for him. And, and KD went to say... It's, it's childish, but that's what they want from these stars and these retired players is to feud with the guy who's already playing now and make arguments and disagreements. If I was JaVale, I'd feel the same way. It's just childish. Um, and and I, the main quote that came out from this, I didn't know cops could threaten civilians like that, which was a big call. Yeah. Um, and Shaq tweeted at KD um, in response saying, at KD, I understand you sticking up for your teammate. That's cool. But your boy JaVale McGee is still a bum. He started it. I'm a finisher. Um, yeah. So I don't think this is over yet, Nicholas. No, it seems to uh, have just have just started. Um, I mean, JaVale McGee's been playing decent basketball as well, like recently. Um, whether, uh, you know, I'm sure if you look at any game, there would be Shaq in a full highlights, but... Um, I know he just said, I agree. He seems to be picking on uh, JaVale a little bit more, and this has started, you know, this really bad feud, I guess. And did you see the, um, oh, he mashed up himself with, uh, what, it was like a movie trailer, was it? Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. That's right. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, um, check it out. It just essentially has the Doctor Strange um, voice over the top. Uh, for the for the um, the trailer of Doctor Strange, and it's got low lights, I guess, of uh, JaVale McGee's performance this year. Um, it's very funny, but yeah, I agree. I mean, if you look at any player's low lights, there would be shacked in a full moment everywhere. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just yeah, um, purposely but, picking on him. Yeah, I mean, keep an eye on this space. We'll be. We'll be definitely keeping an eye on it because it's uh, fun news and we love reading out those tweets. Um, yeah, that was very definitely. fun. Definitely. Uh, but another TNT news, Chris Bosch, um, former Heat superstar, has joined the TNT crew as an analyst this year. I'm, um, I'm ecstatic about this, Nicholas. They've got KG and then they've got Chris Bosch. Um, I'm a huge Chris Bosch fan. I love him. Um, what do you think about this uh, hiring? Yeah, I mean, the more personality on the uh, TNT crew, the better. Uh, they've already strength. They've already got a quality panel at the moment. Uh, strengthening it, strengthening it uh, now is only going to make it better. They're going to have the whole banana boats, the bu- whole banana boats squad there. I can see it now. Um, you know, you have LeBron and Wade go there. It's it's going to be it- with Charles Barkley. They hate Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley will be out by then, mate. Trust. Bro, people will froth the whole banana boat squad on that team on that yeah. uh, on that tnt team tn team Absolutely. Yep. tnt yeah, um yeah, and we'll stick with that. the main thing just quickly the fact that a lot of the guys on the tnt like literally just go by what they watch they don't really study statistics and analytics whereas bosch is known to be quite an in-depth uh, statistician so to speak and he likes the whole analytics behind it um which will be interesting to get his take on uh, on the NBA currently. Um, but speaking of that banana boat squad, Nicholas, we're having some nice segues today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all um, flowing very nicely. It is. Um, CP3, the rumour has come out that uh, he will be 
Uh, hasn't happened yet, but it, it looks like he'll be re-signing with the Clippers uh, next season. He's going to opt out of his final $24 million uh, contract of the final year and in a new deal with the Clippers for worth of over $200 million over five years. And this is via Basketball Insiders. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think um, it's a, a wise move by the Clippers? Um, do they need to sit, keep going with this big three? Is Blake Griffin going to be shipped out? What's going to happen uh, now that the news seems to be quite clear that DeAndre is going to be there long term and now CP3 is going to be there long term? Uh, I I like it. CP3 is still playing amazing basketball. If he doesn't play at the level he's playing right now next season, he's still going to be a brilliant point guard. Um, I mean, personally, I think I put him in the top four at least point guards this season before he got injured. Um, so even if he drops off, he'll still be in the top ten, you would think, unless he has a significant falling out. Um their chances of, you know, making making waves in pl- in the playoffs are virtually non-existent. But that's no to no fault of their own. I mean, the Warriors and Spurs right now seem to be kind of untouchable. More so, the Warriors. Uh, not to the same extent. The Warriors and the Warriors and um, Spurs have this reputation of being untouchable. The Rockets are playing amazing basketball right now. They, in fact, might be above or equal to the Spurs. Um, oh, not quite. They're very close to the Spurs, though. They're two wins off the Spurs. Um, but they don't have that same reputation that the Spurs and, and Golden State have. I mean, we might, with Golden State, we might be looking at the best team ever to take the court. Um, we, could be, we could be witnessing that right now. Um, but... You know, it's through no fault of their own. They're still an amazing team, but I think from a a general standpoint, you have to try and make your team good for the future. But that's every single team right now because no one's touching the Golden State Warriors right now. Agreed. I mean, you can go, you can try and go another year with CP three with that with that big three, but it's it's. Unless there are some drastic changes, it's not going to touch the Warriors. And you know that uh, Blake Blake is still playing amazing. Yeah, another year he won't decline next year. I don't think. Um, whether he's plateaued is a different um question. But CP three, you, you think he would only get worse? But you keep him around for experience. Uh, he's an amazing leader as well. Like you said, like without without him in the team, they're nothing. So to get rid of him. Like, you can get rid of good players, but to get rid of him would be... That would be it for the Clippers, even if they kept Bliffin. <laughs> Griffin and... Um, which they are keeping uh, Jordan. But without him, they're, they're nothing. So they need him. Yeah, agreed. I, I agree CP3 is more important than Blake. Um, hmm. uh, this one doesn't have a nice segue, unfortunately, but um, it's some <laughs> sad news. Um the Sixers have announced earlier in the week that uh, number one pick Ben Simmons will not play this season. Brian, uh, head of basketball Brian Colangelo has said that scans early in the week have shown that his the bone in his foot has not fully healed. Um, bit of sad news. I'm mm. not a. Um, I wanted to see you know a bit of Ben Simmons, bit of trust the process, Joel Embiid out on the floor this year. Um, yeah, definitely. But 
hopefully, you know, this is reminiscent of what Joel Embiid did. Mm. Um, and that, Kevin you know, Durant. this year sort of gives him, yeah, gives him um, some time to work on his craft and then comes back bigger and better in 2018. And, you know, trust that process, mate. I'm all about it. That's it. I mean, what I feel that he can... What, okay, I'm going to try, try to explain this. What I feel that you can work out in a in a basketball game, he already has. So the things like your vision, your basketball IQ and stuff, as a rookie player, if you don't have that, it can sort of develop over time when you, when you play a lot of games. If you have a lot of minutes, you get into that NBA mindset and you gain a good NBA IQ. Obviously, you know, learning process for other people and semantics um but mechanical things which he is lacking like your shooting uh you can work on in the gym obviously he needs to get to peak fitness but things like that will come they will come with time and it's no no mystery that he is a a poor shooter um but he you know facilitates in every other aspect of the court which i believe he is already nba ready like just watching oh, it's Obviously, a very inflated in summer league and um, college, which is all that we've obviously seen him in. But his vision and his basketball IQ, his passing, it's incredible. It is incredible. Um, Australian bias, maybe. Altona bias, probably. Um, is he from Altona? Yeah, he, he played at the Altona Basketball Stadium, mate. I've got, I've, I've, no. I know people who have played with Simmons and say just that he's out yeah. of this world. Yeah, mate. Local boy. Western suburbs. Represent. I love him. Haven't even seen him play, but I love him. Um, so Get I'm, a I'm, Ben Simmons jersey. I will, mate. I will. Uh, and I'm super keen to have him back to court. I'm glad they're not rushing it. Um, such a, you know, finicky, finicky, is that the word? Like real yeah. annoying injury such as this one. I uh, come back too early and it can ruin his entire career. So have the season off. I've been saying it's from the start. Just have the season off. He'll be better for it. He'll come back. Rookie of the year. MVP the next year. And the Sixers will win the title. I'm calling it now. In three years, the Sixers will win the championship. Watch, this, cool. watch, this, like watch this space That's for three years. Watch this space. Um, and uh, with that, we'll uh, take a break. On the other side, we've got some uh, discussion points including those big, big trades and Game of the Week. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Make sure you give us a like on Facebook. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Massive, massive week, Jack, uh, in the association this week. Obviously, trade line, de- tra- ugh, trade line deadline ending. Trade deadline? Yeah. Uh, trade... What? Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Oh, man, I am a mess tonight. Don't mind me. I am drunk. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not. I've, I really... I can't even use that as an excuse. Anyway, on the 23rd, uh, it dended. I'm just going to purposely do this shit now. Uh, so we've got a lot of trades <laughs> to, to speak about, Jack. Uh, we're going to try and grade them to uh, the best of our abilities. Uh, some of the smaller trades we'll, we'll kind of gloss over, but for the most part, we'll look at the big trades. Um... And it was a surprisingly, a lot of people are saying it was a surprisingly unchaotic um, transfer season. Transfer, oh, just speak. I, I'm I'm done. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm um, finished, mate. 
<laughs> well, okay, I'll be, I'll go through all of them then. Please, um, please. But we, we, Nick even started here, and to give to give the lads some credit, he started this really nice table we've got at our dock right now, and we've gone in chronological order. I liked it, Nick. I'm a big Thank fan you. of it. Thank you. Okay. So, you're welcome, mate. Um, so on the twentieth, the uh, the big trade of the entire trade deadline happened. Uh, the Pelicans received DeMarcus Cousins and Amri Caspi, who has been recently waived by the Pelicans. Uh, whereas the Kings received Tyreek Evans, Steph, it's not Steph Curry, Buddy Heald, sorry, and Jesus, Langston mate. Galloway. Could, could you imagine? What? My God. Did, but did you, did you hear what Vlade Runa DV said? He said no. he thinks Buddy Heald could be the next Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, I think I did hear that. Either that or it was someone else saying it as well. I know a lot of people have faith in Buddy Heald. Uh, maybe not this season. Uh, previously, I mean, they've, they've shown, he, you know, people loved him. You know, a mature age oh, yeah. kind of rookie coming into the league. Hasn't really found his feet at the moment. Uh, he played well in the Kings game, you know, put up 20 points, I believe. Um, I think he, he has a greater potential than what he has, obviously still being a young player. The next Steph Curry, though, like, shit. <laughs> I know. I don't know, man. <laughs> and even Vlade Manadeve also said when he was at one of um, the Pelicans were visiting Sacramento, he was like, we're going to get you. And I'm like, that's weird. Um, but if we're giving this a grade, mate, I'm giving the Pelicans an A and the Kings a D plus. What are you going to give it? See, I don't feel the Kings did as bad as people say. I mean, yes, if you look at it like they lost a proven superstar. Um, franchise and, player. And, yeah, they lost a franchise player. And they received a failing first-round pick. Tyreek Evans, who is, you know, past his prime. Um, Langston Galloway, which, you know, enough said. And um, a first and second-round pick. So, like, they've got a lot of players, possibly, you know, trade value to lower teams looking to sort of strengthen bench positions. Um, so, if they're looking at trading to, you know, decent teams with picks, they've got some movement there. Not that it's like, you know, it's too late now. The trade deadline's over. Um, uh, but I like their first and second round picks in the draft. Stacked draft. Um I believe the pick is top three protected. So, you know, the Pelicans are uh, looking to finish in a playoff spot right now. So unless they completely capitulate, they are not going to get that top three spot. Um, that being said, the lottery is a crazy place. Uh, and even if they do make the playoffs, that means the Kings aren't going to receive a super high pick in that first round. But a lot of people are saying it's a stack draft. <laughs> They're not known for drafting well, the Kings. No, they're not. <laughs> so, you know, maybe they can strike oil. History says they won't. Um, so, you know, who who knows? Um, I'm going to grade the Pelicans uh, an A, like you. Um, acquiring uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Omri Caspi, which if he didn't get injured was going to be uh, a, de a very, very decent signing there. I, I, I don't mind Omri Caspi. Um, and obviously, DeMarcus Cousins is 27.8 points per game. Absolute man mountain. Him and AD in the front court would be absolutely 
terrifying. Will be absolutely terrifying. Um, and I'm gonna res- I'm gonna give the Kings a C. Maybe C C plus pushing. C plus. They didn't do great. They still lost Boogie and got less than what they had been offered previously, according to their GM. Yeah. Um, which is a real like that's shooting yourself in your foot in the foot. Just to admit it as well. It's like, oh yeah, we got better offers. We were just stupid. That's essentially what that's saying. Um, so yeah, massive disrespect to the, to the fans and all that just saying that's like, yeah, you don't really care essentially. It's like, oh yeah, we've waited too long now. We've, we, we done goofed. Um, this is the best offer you can give us. Fine. We'll take it. It's like a desperate player in Monopoly. That's what it just just feels like. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. You just sort of trade away your properties because you don't want to play anymore. Um, but yeah, C C plus because I, I still like those um picks, those draft picks are bumping up that score for me. Anyway, we'll move on the next trade on the twenty first of February. The Lakers traded with the Rockets. The Lakers received Corey Brewer and a future draft pick. Um, I'm not too sure if that's that if that has been that what that pick has been announced, but we'll say future draft pick for now. Um, it's a future first rounder. Future first round, so not this season, the following season, or the season after, most likely. Yeah. All right. For, and the Rockets receive none other than sixth man of the year himself, Lou Williams. Um, Lou Williams. Jack, thoughts on this trade? Give me, give me a rundown. Uh, uh, I think it's a relatively even trade. Um, I mean, the Rockets probably already have another sixth man of the year contender with Eric Gordon. Luke provides even more depth for them in that guard spot and scoring spot. He's going to fit the D'Antoni system. He already has. He had a nice 27.9 the other night Mm. in his first game. Um, So he's already fitting in seamlessly. Uh, Doesn't provide a lot of defense, which is what they probably need a bit more of. But look, you're not giving up too much. Like their first round pick isn't going to be that great. Um, It'll be like a 25 to a 30. So I'm going to give the Houston Rockets. Uh, a B, and I'll give the Lakers a B minus. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I heard that as opposite at the moment. I thought you were giving a the Rockets a worse score than the Lakers. Um, the Rocket Lou Williams is a Rockets player. Like you, you look at what the Rockets yeah. want from their you know fringe players, their rotation players, and Lou Williams fits that fits that perfectly. I mean, a shooter averaging like 22 points a game, shooting crazy efficient from um, from the field and from three. He will suit so well into an organization where James Harden will find him on the court with space. Yeah. You know, pairing with Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon. Oh, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I-, I love like D'Antoni's sort of philosophy here where it's just like, you know, we're going to score 150 points a night. Um, with all our threes, you know, if you can, um, if you can, you know, put solid D on us, keep it down to one twenty, and then win. You know, we'll concede that. <laughs> but yeah. if you can't, then well, we win. <laughs> it's it's a, you know, at the end of the day, it works. You score more points than the other team, and you're going to win. So that's Magic Johnson shit right there, yeah, mate. That's 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 <laughs> that's blunt as blunt as you get it. Um. I love the trade to um to that the the Rockets received. Oh, I'm gonna grade that another A. Like they got a, a brilliant, brilliant player off the bench. Um I'm gonna give the Lakers a uh, C plus, B minus. 
kind of in the middle there. There's not much between them, but um, the future the future draft pick, first round draft pick. Who knows how good the Rockets are going to be? That is going to be a low first round pick outside the lottery easily. You think the Rockets aren't going to get bad for the next two three years? Um, Correct. They could have a they could have another shocking season. Who knows? Um, and then Corey Brewer, four point two points per game at the moment. Eh, I'm not convinced on that trade, but um, yeah, we'll uh, you know, it, it could be it could be used to, it could be used in other pieces of trade, and who knows what's going on in Magic Johnson's mind? Only he knows. Um, but that's what I was saying before. How I think he got a little bit swindled there. So um, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that um works out for him. Uh, on the 22nd of February, a bit of noise between our two teams, mate. The Wizards have received Bojan, Bojan or Boyan? Boyan. Boyan. Yeah, it's Boyan. I just said it in my, I just said it and I'm like, Boyan sounds right. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich <laughs> and Chris McCullough and Nets have received a 2017 first rounder, Marcus Thornton and Andrew Nicholson uh, with the plan. I don't think you've actually done it yet to waive Marcus Thornton. Yeah. Have you, have you um, waived him yeah, yet? That- we haven't waived him yet, but I think he will be waived. Uh, that is fait accompli. But I like this move for both teams. Um, I'm sure the Wizards probably would have rather have had Lou Will, um, but Boyan <laughs> is you know, definitely a, a decent version of Lou Will. He can shoot a three um, mm-hmm. as good as anyone, um, and he's been you know probably our best shooter. Um, this season so and Chris McCullough I'm sad to lose him because he's quite a nice young piece whether he actually eventuates into something is another thing um I love the fact that we've got a first rounder that we're getting some picks um Mm -hmm. Sean Marks is doing his thing uh, much respect and Andrew Nicholson you know it's some dead salary but you know it's basically a free pick if he can turn into something cool if not we'll waive him um but I'm going to give both teams I feel that that just before you give you grade, I feel that that Andrew Nicholson will become a wave. Um, I mean, unless unless you need a um, a bench center, he's not good. He hasn't been good for the Wizards this year. Um, I know from the Wizards community that they were so so happy to get rid of Andrew Nicholson. He was just dead dead salary cap uh, on that team. But uh, go on, give give us your give us your grades. I'm gonna give them both a B plus, mate. Yeah, I, I actually feel that's that's good. I mean, I'm so happy the Wizards got rid of, like I said, Andrew Nickerson. Um, I feel that both those players, Marcus Thornton and Andrew Nickerson, considering you possibly will waive them both, uh, looking likely to waive at least one, was a little bit useless. Um, yeah, you freed up our cap space if you wanted to trade them. But because um, you know you could trade them if you want to waive them, but the first round pick is definitely what you'll be aiming for. I mean, I'm going to give us a um, a B plus and you guys a B, just because of those those players aren't you know amazing. Um, we'll move on on the 23rd of February. Now this was a big day, obviously being the final day. Um, the 76ers were in a trade with the Mavs. Uh, the 76ers rele- uh, receive yet another center in Andrew Bogut. Uh, we've got Justin Anderson and a 2017 first-round pick. 
and the Mavs receive Nerlens Noel. Finally, one of those big three have left. So, Jack, what do you make of this trade? Uh, do you think Nerlens Noel was the right pick of those of those three? I was surprised. Uh, look, to be fair, I think he would have paired best with Joel Embiid, but at the same time, those three centers weren't going to gel at all. Um, Jalil, I was surprised that's still there. Um, it, it proves how much his um, stock has plummeted within the NBA. Um, Nerlens has all the attributes to be a, a serviceable power forward center in the NBA. His defense is his defense, his athleticism. He can finish on pick and roll. Um, I like what the Mavs have done here, and he's only 22. Um, he's got quite a, a decent ceiling. So I'm going to give the Mavs here. Um, uh, a B, and I'll give the uh, 76ers a C. All right, I like that. Um, I don't quite understand. Obviously, I haven't looked into this further. I don't quite understand the uh, the you know them acquiring Andrew Bogut. Uh, I understand he wasn't happy. Yeah, I, don't get it I, I understand he was happy, unhappy at the Mavs. But you're trading a center for a team that's stacked with centers. You're trading a center for another center. Um, so it's, it's a little bit confusing. Uh, at the end of the day, they've still got, um, 76 has still got Embiid and Okafor, uh, who knows what their plans are for Okafor in the future. I assume they're going to keep Embiid. Uh, I mean, you'd be crazy not to. Um, but Okafor is still averaging, you know, 12, 12 points per game this season. Uh, he's a decent offensive, offensive, you know, center, um, but you're adding Andrew Bogut in there, another amazing rim protector with um, ugh, with Joel Embiid. My brain is not working tonight, mate. Um, <sighs> yeah, but I mean, you've got Justin Anderson and a first-rounder as well. I mean, another another first-rounder. Um, which leads me to believe that, you know, what a what are Mavs going to do without that first-round pick? Like, they, they're trading Whoa. away their first-round pick in a stacked draft. I mean, they're yeah. not the greatest team in the world. They need those picks. I mean, yeah. what are they doing, mate? So I'm, I'm going to... I'm well, gonna, sorry, go on. Give me your thoughts. I'm, they've got Yogi Farrell as a youngster, and Nerland's Noel is basically 22. So, I, And that first round, I, I think, can turn into two seconds if it's not at a certain point. I remember hearing on um, Woj. So don't value that first round as much as um, you think, Nicholas. Um but, yeah, but the point, uh, yeah, maybe for the 76ers' point of view, but the Mavs are still lost their first round pick. Yeah, yeah, fair so enough. like that's you know you you in that first round pick you could get a very 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 good player. Uh, Dirk's not going to be around forever. Uh, I I don't really trust Harrison Bards as being your star player. Um, I uh, I, don't, I I don't know what the Mavs are thinking at the moment. Uh, obviously, I'm not a trade genius. So um, yeah, I, I just feel that the Mavs needed that needed that draft pick. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give the 76ers. Uh, I'm gonna give both of them a a C plus. I just Fair don't enough. feel that this trade was really amazing for anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Agreed. some smaller in some smaller trade news, uh, the Nets have uh, received KJ McDaniel's. Um, from the Rockets, which uh, frees up three mil cap space uh, for them. Uh, the Rockets also 
in a trade, another trade with the Lakers, have received, okay, you know, uh, let me know if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. Marcelo Huetes? 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 Marcelo Huetes. Come Huetes, on, Nicholas. Give sorry. us a... Marcelo, Marcelo Huetes. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was ethnic. Um, and <laughs> the Lakers receive uh, Tyler Ennis. Um, we'll also go the Bucks with the Nuggets. The Bucks have received a protected second round pick and the Nuggets have received Roy Hibbert from the Bucks. Um, any other smaller ones there, mate? Uh, the Hawks have traded Mike Scott to the Sun for cash considerations. Uh, you know, when we said earlier that this this trade sort of deadline was a bit lackluster, I feel that like all these small yeah. trades that have come through are kind of the reason because uh, it's just like people are watching this space and it's like, oh, yeah, the Hawks have traded Mike Scott to the Suns for cash considerations. Like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. What's next? Uh, and the Suns, maybe we can do, do a little bit of grading on this one. Uh, the Suns have received Jared Sullinger from the Raptors and two future second rounders, while the Raptors have received PJ Tucker there. Jack, what do you reckon on that one? Uh, I love what the Raptors are doing here. They basically gave up nothing. Jared Sullinger is has barely played for them. Second rounders, you know, you generally don't get that much for him unless, you know, you luck out and get, you know, uh, an Isaiah Thomas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and PJ Tucker's going to play some decent minutes for them. Um, he can guard. He can play some good defense. He's basically like a poor man, Serge Ibaka. Um, it just provides some really good depth now. Um, so the Raptors, basically, they've got everything they need. Now let's see if they can um, they can challenge. So for the Suns, I'll give them a a C, and for the Raptors, I'll give them a B plus, um, B plus A. Like this is a great move for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, two sec two second rounders. I mean, like shit. <laughs> what are you really giving up there? Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, same sentiments on uh, Jared Salinger. Um PJ Tucker, I like for the Raptors. They um, needed some strength, and they've they've got it. I mean, seven po- seven points a game for the Suns. Um, decent shooter. They've 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 done all right. A plus. Well, um, A sorry, B plus A for you. Now something a bit bigger, mate. Um, in a trade with the OKC and the Bulls. <laughs> this is a bit of a weird one. Um, OKC have received Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, a 2018 second round pick, and the Bulls have received Cameron Payne, Anthony Morrow, and Joffrey Laverne. So, Jack, take us through. Um, it's really a case of what are the Bulls trying to do, <laughs> if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, it you doesn't know, you, make sense. You give up a, a very established player as um, Taj Gibson, and then you give up someone a, a little bit younger. Doug McDermott, they give up a, a a draft pick. I would have thought that they would have traded if you know if they were trying to implode. You want to try and give off Jimmy Butler, but now they're kind of giving the uh, impression that they want to build with him. But then they throw away some draft picks. Uh, what's going on, mate? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, the big losers of this trade period were definitely the Sacramento Kings and the Bulls here mm. having a chat to was earlier and it's basically um they're two of Jimmy Butler's best friends so it's just it's um distancing Jimmy and the front office even more so um 
So, and Taj is, yes, he's 31, um, but he's very serviceable power forward. Doug McDermott, probably their best three-point shooter on the team. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, do you need and, like, do you just not want to shoot threes in the modern NBA? Um, the only good play they got out of this was, I don't know, Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne's okay, but he's probably, for me, the third best player out of all these players that were traded well they um, got a bit of guard depth there oh, mate which is um you know yeah. obviously they're gonna let let go of rondo well they don't really want to deal with him anymore so yeah. cameron Payne can come in there and you know works works some magic hopefully i um, uh, if he if he can dance then i'm happy but he doesn't have his dance partner anymore well so. i think that's the biggest travesty of this trade uh Russ, everyone has left russell westbrook it is so sad, especially to see Cameron Payne go. I mean, you're not going to be like moving and shaking on the on the on the court if because you can't see me. I am moving and shaking. I assumed you were. <laughs> My voice got a little bit like frequently away from the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of grades, um, I'm going to give OKC a B, and I'll give the Bulls C minus. I like I kind of like what um OKC have done. Um, I like Taj Gibson. Uh, yes, a bit older, but like you said, still a very very serviceable player, serviceable player. And I believe they're currently playing uh, Sabonis at power forward. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he can come in and just shore up that um, shore up that uh defense. Oh, sorry, not the um. Oh my god, my brain's not working as well. Yeah, the um front the front court. And the bench. That's the one. Uh, Doug McDermott, obviously a decent shooter. They need something other... They need another outlet other than Russell Westbrook. Um, I like what the OKC have done. So, B-plus there. And the Bulls, just like you said, like, like what the what what the shit are they doing? Like, D-plus. D-plus, C-minus. <sighs> I, I, I just don't get it. Um, and, Jack, you can uh, talk us through this next one. The Hawks and the 76ers have been getting into some into bed together. Uh, the Hawks have received uh, Ursan Ilyasova and the 76ers receive Thiago Splitter and Miami's 2017 protected second round pick and a swap of Atlanta and Golden State's 2017 second round picks. That was a mouthful. But go on. It's, uh, it's uh, certainly a mouthful. Um, try saying Ilyasova a million times. It's almost as hard as Antetokounmpo. Or Urs- um, Ursan Ilyasova at that. That makes it even harder. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun on the tongue. Hey. Um, this is a pretty uh, look. This move doesn't really make a lot of noise. The 76ers get, you know, uh, I, I don't know what they're sort of doing here. They, they get some more assets with the picks. Thiago Splitter hasn't played bugger all for the Hawks, um, and the Hawks get Ersan Ilyasova, who is decent three point shooter, can stretch the floor a little bit. So. I'll give the the Hawks a B minus and the 76ers a, a C plus. You know, nothing, no real winners here. Just sort of, you know, like for like. Not really like for like, but just, you know, not much really done here. Are those picks going to make much of a difference to the 76ers? Yeah, like how many picks do they already have? So, I mean, 2000, 2017 um, second round pick. Um well, they get they get two 2017 um, second round picks essentially. 
if I've read that correctly. Yeah, but again, yeah. like it's same sort of deal with the uh, with the Bulls, not the Bulls. Um, yeah, the Bulls. Like, who's gonna who who's who gonna get in the second rounder? And the Raptors with the Suns. Who like it? it it's hard. I mean, it's, it's a stack draft. You might get lucky, but at the end of the day, they are second round picks. But I guess that is yet to be seen. Um, so Jack, apart from the trades that actually did happen, some of the surprising news coming from the trade deadline was the trades that didn't happen. Uh, the likes of Mallow, Butler, Paul George, Blake Griffin, all rumored and, you know, looking to, to get traded. Uh, they were kind of, you know, feeling some offers for around, uh, but eventually did not get done. Um, any reason why, perhaps, or they're trying to hold on to these players a little bit more, trying to milk as much out from them as they can? What's what's the reasoning behind this, uh, Jack? Well, one, I can go through some of them, mate. Um, Mello just didn't have the market that Phil Jackson probably wanted. Um, and Mello, Mello, not Mello, uh, Mello has the hand here, as George Costanza would say. Um, yeah. He's got that no-trade clause. He ain't going nowhere. Jimmy Butler... Um, I don't understand why you'd trade Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott and not trade Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah. You're going to blow things up, blow things up. Just do it um, properly. Yeah. Do it properly, exactly. Um, so I'm very surprised about that. And his value is only going to, like, if the Celtics want him, they can probably get him still at the end of the year in June as well. Mm. Paul George, um, I sort of understand why he, the the... They stood firm with him, the Indiana Pacers, because they still feel they can retain his services with a nice, juicy contract. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're not winning enough. So who knows? Blake Griffin, I understand why he stayed as well. Um, he wasn't really going anywhere. There wasn't a lot of noise for him, and his value is much higher at the Clippers than it is outside that organization. Um, Ricky Rubio was, and the, the Ricky Rubio and Derek Rose trade was one thing that surprised me that, you know, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was sort of like the Hawks and 76ers trade. Like, it's not like you're really doing much either way. The only thing that sort of made sense was the Derek Rose connection with Tom Thibodeau. Mm. Um, I would have liked Rubio on the Knicks, to be fair. Like, you know, Rubio and Porzingis, that could have been cool. Um, but yeah, and that's one, those are probably the main ones, mate, that I was surprised about. That um, not a lot of surprises in the sense that, you know, Boston didn't make their big move. Um, I think it's better that they sort of wait and hold firm. But, you know, uh, the surprise of Packard was, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, really. Um, so we got our big one. Yeah, coming um, in a little bit the earlier other one... in, the, in the trade as well. So that was always that was always nice. But, yeah, I mean, you, like you said, Mallow's got that no trade. Butler should have been traded. I mean, it depends where, what direction the Bulls are trying to go in. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Uh, they can still milk another year out of Paul George. Uh, 2018 free agent, so he's still got uh, another season after this one. Um, could go up in value. Who knows? The NBA is a crazy, crazy place. Um, but yeah, some surprising trades that didn't come out of the trade uh, period. I really thought like Mello or, or uh, Butler would go, but alas, it was the only you know the only big trade we got was Cousins. I feel like a spoilt child. You know, we only traded um, Cousins and. You know, now that we've got a big, big, massive two in uh, in New Orleans, so that is exciting. Fire and ice, fire and ice, fire and ice. I love that nickname. Um, we will take a break. 
right now, just on the other section, uh, sorry, just on the other side, we've got uh, our predictions for the awards. You're listening to JBT Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at the JMN JBT. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Mate, post-All-Star break, and we are looking at the, you know, the pointy end, I guess, of the season. Um, you know, only 20, 27 odd games left. And, you know, the awards season is just around the corner after playoffs or before playoffs. I'm not quite sure. Um, so we're going to, we're going to preview, I guess, some of the, uh, some of the award sections right now and see who's leading, who we think is leading in, in their respective fields. So Jack, we will start obviously with the, with the award, the MVP. Who is winning the MVP for you? James Harden. Is it even a debate? Unless LeBron and KD and Kawhi can do something outlandish and OKC can somehow finish top four, it's just... It's his to lose. Yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. It is, it is his to lose. Um, averaging crazy numbers, I mean, the only other argument in terms of uh, a stats point of view, uh, would be Russell Westbrook. I mean, James Harden is averaging 29 points a game, 11.3 assists a game, which is crazy in itself. That is a crazy high assist number. Um, and 8.2 rebounds a game. Um, just shooting, you know, tr- his effective shooting percentage is 52%, which is incredible. Bonkers. Incredible, considering the amount of shots he's actually taking. Um, if you look at it without stats, I mean, I've I've got a few sections here, and these I've got an MVP section without Russ and Harden. So I guess it doesn't re- it doesn't happen in real life. Obviously, you can't just exclude players from the MVP race. It makes the conversation a little bit more interesting, though. You get rid of those two uh, sort of shoe ins, and then I've also got an MVP without the win rate because obviously. MVP is based on how how many wins you get. You don't you don't see yep. a poor poorly performing team get an MVP. Um, so with that, we both agree that Harden is you know our unanimous MVP. Um, so if Russ and Harden didn't exist, who would your MVP be then? LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, explain yourself, Landwinch. Um, LeBron, we take his greatness for granted, I think. I, um, I definitely do. <laughs> That's for he, sure. He, he puts up ridiculous numbers. He has made the Eastern Conference his bitch. Um, there's just no one who can challenge him. He is, um, if not up there with the goat, then he's, you know, a lamb or some sort of nice sheep. (laughs) Some sort of nice sheep. (laughs) If he's not a goat. I mean, I I completely agree with you, kind of. Um, He's averaging 25 points a game um, with nine assists. Like, that is is crazy high. That is amazing. Four for a forward, yeah, I mean, he is—he's um, almost two assists up from his career average, so he's making stuff work 
in Cleveland, not to mention just the way he leads his team. He gets wins. Uh, 13, all, 13 times All-Star, not that that makes a difference in the MVP race, but it just proves how amazing he actually is. Um, defensively, offensively, he's been incredible. So I, I, I respect that pick. Uh, definitely, he's definitely in the conversation, and I think he'll get a few votes. Um, obviously, Harden's not going to be unanimous. It hasn't been that he hasn't been that outlandish, but uh, LeBron will definitely steal some votes there. Uh, but I'm going with someone a little bit um, not not left field, not com- not completely left field. He's having an amazing season with his new team and showing his stuff defensively as well. I've loved watching him play this season, and it is Kevin Durant. Uh, came into this Golden State Warriors team and has become the leading man. I mean, Steph has stepped up a lot recently. KD started off the bat, amazing numbers. Um, he's shooting he's shooting 25 points as well. Uh, more rebounds than LeBron, not as many assists, obviously. Um, he's not as good a passer as, as LeBron. But what I love about KD is that he has stepped up... Um, in the defensive role. I mean, he's averaging yeah. more blocks in this season than he ever has in any of the season, in any of the years. He has shown his stuff as a brilliant rim protector. And as long as he is, it's not surprising. Uh, it's just, you know, Steve Kerr has got him acting in that, in, in that mentality. And he is shooting 54% from the field, which is the same as uh, LeBron. Same as LeBron. But, how many how many how many jumpers do you reckon LeBron takes out of that in terms of percentage? Yeah, a lot less than Durant. Like Durant's shooting 53 54% from the field, 38% from 3. Like those are crazy numbers. His effective shooting is 60%. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just crazy how efficient he is shooting. How well he is he scoring. Yeah, and he just, could definitely yeah. have the- 40, 90 year. That's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I I love Kevin Durant this year this season. He's copping a lot of flack, taking it on his chin. Uh, so yeah, res- respect to respect to him. We will get on to uh, the MVP without the win rate. Now this is this is interesting because I I don't like the whole win rate thing in the NBA, but it's just a reality I have to deal with. Um. But mate, I think we've pretty much got the same same idea here that Russell Westbrook will take the MVP if there was no win rate. I mean, there's just no he's averaging a triple double. That's it. That's the argument. Done. End of story. <laughs> um, rookie of the year, uh, going to Joel Embiid, obviously. But the conversation is rookie of the year if Joel Embiid did not exist. So who you got, mate? Malcolm. I got a. Uh... Milwaukee's Malcolm Brogdon. He's uh, low-key doing some nice things down there in Milwaukee. Very, very uh, impressive stuff from Malcolm good. Brogdon. He had a triple-double game um, a few months back, I believe it was now. Um, incredible, incredible young talent. I know a lot of analysts absolutely froth him. Uh, but I'm going with Dario Saric. Not Saric, Saric. Saric. yeah. Um I love his, he's averaging about 10 points, 10 points a game, 11, 11 rebounds. Double-double in a rookie year. Can't ask for much more. I mean, it's just a shame that Joel Embiid is doing Joel Embiid things. Um, True that. Which I, I just want to 
take take this moment to say that I was right preseason picking Joel Embiid. Thank you. No applause, please. Um, yeah. No. Most improved. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Please, no. I'm 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 blushing. Um, most improved player, mate. I, I feel that this Giannis. is this is again, yeah, again, sort of one of those Joel Embiid things. Like, well, who's most improved player without Giannis? Because I, I had Otto Porter in there, and then because his his shooting has just grown immensely, and then I forgot. Surprise, Otto Porter. Wow. Ah. Uh, I'm sick of this Wizards bias bullshit. He is Wizards bias. best three-point shooter in the league from from nowhere. Out Shut of up. nowhere. Who, like, his growth has been exponential this year. It's been amazing. Um, just his consistency as a shooter. It's been incredible. Uh, but yeah. Spell Giannis. exponential, Nick. Sorry? Spell exponential. E- e- I, I do maths, mate. I know how to spell exponential. E X P O N. Expon. E N. T I A L. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah, fuck you. Exponential hey. growth is a mathematical term, mate. I mean, I, I know how to spell. That being said, when we use exponential in math, it's just an E. <laughs> like, we just, you just write the E. Um, so I know it starts with an E. But yeah, uh, Giannis has been like doubly exponential <laughs> so uh yeah he definitely gets the award and six man of the year i thought this was pretty pretty easy as well but you came up with a different answer to me i mean i got lou williams as with many others yeah i mean it's gonna be a toss-up between those two rockets guards lou williams and eric gordon coming off the bench both of them are are lights out um they get buckets so it's to me whoever probably plays more games and scores more at the end of the year. Um, you could have Lou Will right now because he was doing it on the Lakers. Um, mm. But I think Eric Gordon, three point um, contest winner, is definitely within a shot. Yeah, beautiful, mate. I mean, I I, I love Lou Williams, and their stats are virtually identical, averaging very similar points per game. Their shooting percentages of of pretty much exactly the same. Lou Williams has more of a field goal percentage, but their three-point percentage, which is really what you judge them on, is virtually the same. Um, and who knows what Lou Williams will be doing now with, with James Harden feeding him. I mean, that, that could... that could. I mean, that's that's why I'm giving it to him. I, I feel that that percentage will only go up. Um, so, yeah. That, I mean, that's my pick for six man. A, a very popular opinion. Uh, Eric Gordon is probably, like, second in the mix for... Uh, for six men of the year, but yeah, those are a preview on a little bit of the awards that we would think are going down at the moment. Uh, we'll move on to stat of the week, mate, and obviously a bit of a slow NBA week with only two match days being played. But of course, the Warriors in one of those match days put up a forty-nine point put up forty-nine points uh, to the half against the Clippers. So, very low-scoring half for the for, from the Warriors' standpoint. And then proceeded to score 50 points in the third quarter. What, are, what other team can do that, mate? They, they let... The Rockets? <laughs> it's just... It's great. Yeah, I mean, okay. I can see, I can see the Rockets. Um, but, I mean, the Clippers, like, are a 12-point 12, a 12 lead or something? It was a, it was a decent-size yeah. lead. And then that 50-point yeah. quarter just blew them away. I mean, it would most teams. 
just their ability to kind of consolidate as one and just wipe the floor with their opponent. It was just crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was start of the week. Um, good stuff there from the from the Warriors. You're a very good source of statistics, and I thank you for it. Um, Jack, you want to briefly touch on to our new segment? Or new segment started the from last Pot of the week. Yep, the J-Pot of the week. I've uh, picked out an episode that the J-Man likes to listen to. His, I should stop speaking to the third person. Um, I listened... <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I wanted to pick out my favourite from this week. A lot of trade deadline news with Woj and Zach Lowe that were analysis was on point and with the starters as well. But um, uh, a different sort of themed podcast this week was a Sports Illustrated's Breakaway podcast featuring Mike D'Antoni, which delved into the run and gun system that has literally transformed the NBA. So it went back to all the way back to the days with Mike D'Antoni and the Phoenix Suns and how his basketball philosophy um, changed the NBA to what it is today um, with that running, gunning, three-point big man who can uh, do the pick and roll, a point guard who can just shoot lights out and do everything like a James Harden and a Steve Nash. Our quality podcast, um, Sports Illustrated's Breakaway One, very different to the sort of basketball analysis, focusing on more one topic. So... Um, Highly recommended uh, you get on the Sports Illustrated's Breakaway podcast. There's another podcast to to listen to when you're not listening to JBT. Yes, of course. Your first stop is always uh, JBT Pod. Lovely listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, but right now, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back in a sec. You're listening to JBT Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JBT Real NJ. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Um, we'll plug a little bit of our social media at this point. You know, we end of the show, we tend to wind things down a little bit, take it a bit easy, as you do. Um, so, as always, you can always hit us up at on Twitter, at JBT Podcast, using the hashtag JBT Pod as well, uh, as well as our personal Twitters, uh, which we check a lot more often. Uh, at JBT Real NJ and at the J Man JBT. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram if you want to. Post their occasional pic there at JBT Pod. And Facebook, we're also very active on that. Uh, Facebook.com slash JBT Podcast or email or any, you can email us any questions, segment ideas, conversation topics. If you just want to DNM with us, that's cool too. Uh, JBT Podcast at gmail.com. We can be your personal therapists if you'd like. If you like, if you like our bands, if you, you know, just talk to me. I'm lonely. Please, <laughs> for the love of God. You're the one that needs a therapist. <laughs> what was that? You're the one that needs a therapist. You can be my therapist. Contact me. You know, do me a favor, please. I love hearing from you people. I love speaking to randoms. And also rate and review our show because you will get a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. Shout-out. Yeah. Um, yeah, love your stuff. Um, keep on the social media bandwagons. And, yeah, any any questions you have with us, we'll go into this section. Uh, we'll move on. Otherwise, it's uh, DBS time, mate. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, here's how it works. Uh, we are given three basketball players. Again, you can shoot, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, email uh, with ideas for DBS. Um, 
so we get three basketball players, both past and present, and we have to decide uh, who we drop, who we drop, who we bench, and who we start. It's that simple. So this week, it's a uh, bit of an all-star inspired uh, backcourt in John Wall, Isaiah Thomas, and Kyrie Irving, all Eastern all-stars. Uh, so Jack, who you dropping, who you benching, and who you starting? Well, Nicholas, um, I know who you are automatically at the bench as soon as I hear the name. Oh, yeah, uh, right. I'm dropping the king of the fourth. You're crazy. Isaiah Thomas. You're crazy. You're crazy for this one, Jay. Um, I'm, I'm benching Kyrie Irving and I'm starting. Hey, now, you're a wall star. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the game on. He's got the best defense out of those three guys. The Easily. other two don't play defense. Easily the best defense. Leads the league in steals, if my knowledge is still up there. If not, he's in, in the top three of steals. Um, Isaiah Thomas, best fourth quarter shooting in the league. And Kyrie Irving. That's it. Flat Earth believer. Just a flat Earth man. Like I, you can already, you can already see my where my uh, where my picks are going. So you're, yep. you're you're dropping Isaiah Thomas, crazy. Correct. Benching Irving, and starting with Irving has a look. I'm not saying that Isaiah isn't a baller, but I think Kyrie Irving's skill set is very similar to Isaiah Thomas's. Um, can shoot really well. Finishes well around the rim. Um, has got some nice moves, flat-out scorer. Um, whereas Kyrie, I don't know, he's done it on the big stage. Isaiah's, you know, yet to really prove himself in the in the postseason. If he can do it in postseason, you know, I'll happily eat my words. But right now, Kyrie Irving is a better player than, for me, than Isaiah Thomas. I I appreciate that you said for me, because just. I flat out don't agree. Um, like you said, they're, they're very similar skill sets. Um, both good three-point shooters. Um, in fact, they're both averaging exactly the same three-point shooting. Uh, exactly the same field goal percentage, so we can't separate them there. Where you can separate them on, points per game. And Isaiah Thomas, obviously leading the league in fourth-point scoring. He can just get his team wins. And Boston, like you said, are absolutely Balling at the moment with Isaiah Thomas at the at the at the head there, PR through the roof, and obviously win shares. Important stats. Um, obviously, Kyrie's not the number one man in Cleveland, so you could, you know there there are arguments for him there. But I'm dropping Kyrie Irving. I it's not a mystery to anyone that I don't like him. He thinks the Earth is flat. He's a fucking idiot. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's all it is. I I I kind of he he's he's stepped up. He played an amazing final series and he's played well this season. Um, you know career career high points. Um, career high. Oh, what else? What what else we got here? Um, yeah, career high points. One of his career uh, high field goal averages. Like he's 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 playing well, and I have to give him credit for that. However, Isaiah Thomas is shooting the same, but, you know, shooting more points. 
So he's getting buckets for his team. PERs higher. He's more active on the court than Kyrie. And John Wall, not only does he have immense defense, best defensive player on this team, uh, he is also averaging just shy of um, Kyrie Irving's points per game. I mean, he's absolutely doing crazy things in Washington at the moment. Love his things. He's the heart and soul of this team. I mean, his win shares are freaking through the roof for this Washington team, and rightly so. Without him, we are screwed, um, which is why I am benching him. As That was a weird segue. That's why I'm benching him. But he is higher than Irving, and I'm starting with Thomas. So starting Thomas, benching Wall, and dropping Irving for those aforementioned reasons. Irving is an amazing player. Sorry, um, Thomas is an amazing player, but better than the other two. It's as simple as that, Jack. That is how DBS works. Your best player starts. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, mate. Anything else you want to add before we take to the streets? Yeah. What? I don't know. Nick, it is are you late. on drugs? I, I have a mess this podcast. I apologize to you people for having to, to, having to deal with me tonight. Uh, but I appreciate Man, my- that you have listened long enough to listen to my outro. Thank you so much, <laughs> just as ever, uh, for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any decent pod center. And remember to rate and review the show because it'll help others find us and help add to the conversation, improving our podcast, you know, as a whole. And I can possibly get some more sleep. Um <laughs> If you want to get in contact with the show, as I mentioned earlier, you can hit us up on Twitter at JBT Podcast or using the hashtag JBT Pod. You can get in, co- in contact with us personally on our Twitter pages at JBT Real NJ and at the J Man JBT as well. You can reach us on Facebook at, JB- at facebook.com slash JBT Podcast or Instagram at JBT Pod and also through email at JBT Podcast at gmail.com. So remember, guys, as always, it is you that make this show great. Our social media segment is nothing, literally nothing, uh, without you guys. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week. Keep balling, superstars.